This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Another episode of Steak and Drake. We are joined by some magnificent guests this week. Let's start off with introducing my co-host, Mr. Steak Sauce. Steak Sauce, how we doing, brother? I'm good, Drake. Allie, you good? I'm good. Steve, you good? I'm good. Felicity, you good? Good, Mike. And those will um, introduce our our callers this evening, Mr. Steve, Miss Allie, who is joining us for a second time, and Miss Felicity Walker coming in from the UK. Felicity, um, thank you for joining us from across the pond. What uh, what brings you into uh, into our show tonight? Oh, thank you for having me, mate. I just wanted to talk a bit. I had a question. Thought I would call in and see, see what you guys thought. We appreciate it. Thank you. So, um, Kevin, steak sauce. Um, what's uh, what's on your mind tonight, brother? Not much, man. Life is good. I, I hear you, man. To, I haven't had a chance to listen to the show today, so my Monday's kind of bad. But well, most Mondays are bad, right? Yeah, for sure. So. Um, Let's uh let's start off with with our um foreign correspondent from the UK, Mrs. Felicity Walker. What uh what do you have for us? Well, I was thinking whilst I was walking the dog and I wondered who would you least want to be stranded on a desert island with? These are characters from the show, of course. From the Levitard show, yeah. Yes, of course, of course. Okay, fair enough. Um, let's start off with uh, Miss Allie Dawson. Hello. So my least favorite would definitely be Chris 
he would just eat everything. Oh, wow. Or he would just see whatever it is on the island, combine it to that. that we all enjoy. But I just, he would just eat everything in sight and we would starve to death very, very fast. I mean, fair enough. I mean, it, it plays right into the, uh, the fat Chris character, but I have to, I have to take offense to that being the uh, founder of the Cody Calvary. So I'm going to deny your claim. I'm going to go with my top two least um, favorite or least favorite people I would want to be on the on, stuck on island with would be number one, Stu Gotts. Number two, Billy. Stu Gotts would obviously um, cheat the hell out of you in, in terms of food and resources. Billy would would just drive you crazy um, in terms of mental capacity. And then from from there it's it's kind of a uh, a little a little touch and feel in terms of the characters um i would say maybe mike ryan would be next just in terms of his kind of ocdness i wouldn't i wouldn't really be all in for um dan in terms of he's going to eat a lot <laughs> also along with chris so then my last two that I would say would come down to newly acquainted Chris Whittingham and Roy Bellamy. I'm going to, I'm going to give them a tie either, either one of those two, I would be completely fine with um, being on an Island with Chris and, or Chris Whitty and, and Roy, Kevin steak. What about you, bro? Yeah, I think the same thing. I mean, nobody wants to be stranded with Stu Gatz. He would literally stab you in the back for your food and just steal <laughs> everything. He would, you would die. Like instantly, Billy would just be nervous the whole time and scared and worried. Um, yeah, I feel witty is a good choice, man. He's literally witty. I feel like he's really smart and he like MacGyver some shit and like figure out a way to make a boat. Yeah, get you out of there. The same with Roy. I feel like you know maybe he's not the handiest guy, but I feel like he knows how to like he could build a boat out of like you know a tree and some leaves and stuff. He'd figure some shit out. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Steve, what's uh, what's your rundown of the old most uh, or least likely to be on the island to most favorable? Uh, least likely is definitely. I agree with you, uh, Drake. It's Stu Gatz because yeah. exactly what you said. Like Stu Gatz is gonna take everything from you. You're not gonna have anything to eat. You'll sure. be dead in a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, most likely, I think would be Dan. Because Dan's wow. just so giving about everything. Like, he let that one dude stay in his car. Uh, <laughs> and he was just sleeping in it. So, like, I just asked him, be like, hey, can I, like, I need a little extra stuff. And Dan's like, here, you got it. Sure. So, and then everybody else would just kind of be in the middle. Like, they'd be fine. Uh, me and Billy would get along uh, because we both would have a lot of neurotic thoughts. It would take us a lot a long time to think of things but once we got there i feel like it we'd get something done fair enough fair i feel enough. like Dan's a good choice too because he's like he's really rich and i feel like rich people have access to things even if you're stranded like there's some way he could get a freaking helicopter to come get you you know or his private plane something like that well he'd have to he'd have to have a phone to be able to contact mike or allison to uh to uh, call in the the cavalry so allison send my helicopter or chris because chris now is personal assistant 
That's true. Yeah, sure enough. So, um, Miss uh, Felicity, did you have your um, your lineup? I do, mate. Um, it's obviously Greg because he's going to talk about himself the entire time until you go insane. <laughs> um, and you're going to have to wait on him hand and foot. So it's going to be Greg and then Stubox. Um, I don't know. Mike might be next because he's kind of fancy. He'd probably want to use your eye cream and whatnot. Um, I don't know. Chris would be fun. Wouldn't be a lot of extra food, but he would be super fun. Yeah, I mean, if, at least if you're going to go out, you're going to go out on the high horse, right? May as well. Have a good time and whatnot. Yep, true, true. Fair enough. So uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a perfect opening, um, opening question for, for us on another edition of Steak and Shake. Uh, Steak and Drake. Steak and Shake was uh, last weekend when I uh, messed up the old tweet. Let's throw it over to Miss Allie Dawson, our um, our first ever two timer on Steak and Drake. Allie, how are we doing? I am great. So my question is, what is the messiest situation you have ever been a part of in a public setting? I'll go ahead and start this off. So mine happened. I mean, we're there's multiple parents in this group, so obviously there's there's going to be some more situations to come that can kind of top this. But for me, in an individual level, um, so the other day or a couple of weeks ago, I went to a um, an open um, buffet setting with bar food and or not bar food, but a, a country buffet down here in the south and. Um, we were, we got to go orders. Obviously this is COVID times and there's not, you're not just going to a buffet. So we went to the buffet and picked out what we wanted in our to go boxes. So we got salads and then we went around and, and got our dressing for the salad. And I of course got my dressing, didn't put a top on it, of course. And, and so we were walking around trying to finish up. And of course, as we head to go check out, Boom, two of the large cups of dressing just spill out everywhere on the floor. And this is like as soon as the restaurant opens. So like we look like dumbasses in front of um, the entire line. It's probably like 10 to 15 people deep. So like we just like complete idiots, me and my wife. So um, that's, I mean, it's a it's a prisoner of the moment, most recent thing, but I'll, um, I'll put that out as my candidate. Kevin, that, uh, what about you? Yeah, that leads into mine, kind of. I used to uh, work in a restaurant for a long time, and I think it was my third or fourth day out of training to be a server, and it was prom night, and I'm carrying a tray of drinks and ranch dressing to a table. Probably had too many drinks on there. Spilled drinks, ranch all over these girls in their little prom dresses and probably ruined the best night of their lives, and I'm sorry. And I, I think every parent's going to say they've had that moment where your kid's in diapers and the poo is too big for the diaper and it runs up their back. And you go to pick that kid up and you just get a handful of shit all over you and you hate babies for the rest of your life because of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, Steve, what about you? 
Uh, so mine, I'm, I don't have a child. So I, mine is about when I was a child. You don't have and a child. I don't have a child. But so back January 1st of 2000, so like the first day of Y2K, um, me and my dad, we grew, I grew up in Atlanta. Okay. So we were going to the Thrashers hockey team that used to be in Atlanta. Sure. Um, my dad took me to the bathroom. I was going number two. And from what he told me was I just like yelped out from the stall and he walked in and shit was just everywhere. He doesn't, he, I don't know what happened. He doesn't know what happened, but it was one where it was everywhere. So we had to like ride the uh, train home from Atlanta, get to our car and drive home with me, messy. You were 27 years old. I was. <laughs> um, Miss Allie, how about you? This is your topic. So I'm assuming you have a good one. I do. So this is when this is a few years ago. My oldest Landry would have been about four or five. So well into potty training, perfectly fine going to the bathroom. We're at soccer practice for picture day. So I have him. I have Lucy, who just turned three at the time. And I have uh, less than a year old with me as well. He says he has to go to the bathroom. Great. There is one porta potty at soccer practice. He sprints, waits for the porta potty. Nobody's coming out. He doesn't make it in time. He runs into the ditch, has massive diarrhea in front of everybody in the ditch. Wow. I have to wrangle both ki other little kids from running into the street, grab stuff out of my baby bag, wipe him down with baby wipes, and then send him back smelling like shit to take soccer pictures. That picture is still in my fridge today. And every time I look at it, I laugh and all I can smell is shit. <laughs> wow. I don't, I don't have any words um, to, uh, to capitalize on that. So that's, uh, that's kind of impressive on your, uh, your son's part. So um, throwing it over lastly to uh, Miss Felicity Walker. I mean, you, you guys have your shit show pubs over there. Is uh, there any crazy stories that you have in terms of um, a messy, messy appearances over there across the pond? We do. We do, mate. Um, I was in a pub. Um, I was having lunch. This must have been, hmm, must have been about 2005. Um, and I was in a pub over in London. And this couple got into a fight that was sitting behind me. Yeah, a scuffle. And, uh, they got into a bit of a scrum. And... The, the lady, she was just really out of control, like really, really out of control. And she was yelling and screaming and cursing at the boy. And she took her plate um, and she flipped it in the air off the table and it flew behind her and it hit me in the back. Ooh. And the food splashed down me back. The back of the lady at the table next to me as well. We were both covered in the food. The table was covered in the food. There was food in my hair. It was just everywhere. Um, the manager- Fish and chips. Was it fish and chips? It, it actually was not, believe it or not. Um, this place was serving a bit of Mexican. It was refried beans. Wow. Which was a disaster, as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, so the manager came over and escorted the lady out and he gave us our meals for free, of course. 
But when I got home, I had to take a shower and I also um, found refried beans in the bottom of my purse for like two weeks. It was a mess. Jeez. I mean, what would you know? Mac I mean, Mexican refried beans, refried beans in, in the UK. Who, who, who would have thunk it? So but London town a, has everything, mate. Everything. Uh, I imagine. I imagine. So, uh, Ali, thank you for that topic. It obviously brought a, brought a lot out of, out of all of us. So let's, uh, let's take it to our last topic of the, of the segment series episode mr steve what uh what's your lopic for us tonight brother all right so i have two questions and the first one is the uh the movie nightmare before christmas do y'all consider that a halloween themed christmas movie or a christmas themed halloween movie hmm that's a very very good question i'm gonna throw it over to <sighs> anyone uh anyone want to take this off the jump Raise it's, it's, hands. A it's, it's a christmas themed halloween movie because it's it's dark and you know it's like spooky gloomy and yeah but santa's in it you know so yeah, yeah i think it's more of a halloween movie so ally ally go ahead so go i I so I think it's more of a a Halloween themed Christmas movie because isn't the character's name like Jack Skellington? It's not like Jack Claus, so Jack Skellington. I'd say it's more Halloween themed. Yeah, I uh, I get that take. It's it's definitely a um, a full on full on tough discussion. So. Um, we also have another guest on the line. Um, this is convenient for this Halloween Christmas um, topic. We have Miss Pam, aka Halloween Basic. Pam, give us your take on on this topic. Hey y'all. Um, hey Pam. It, it is obviously a Halloween movie. Obviously yeah. a Halloween movie with a Christmas theme. Um, it's a wonderful Halloween movie. Uh, they also make um, Nightmare Before Christmas themed vans for anyone who has a shoe fetish. And they're really? fabulous. Yes, they're amazing. Wow. Yeah. Well, what's your, uh, what's question number two for us, Steve? Uh, this is one you probably heard before, but I always, it's a big discussion I have between my uh, friend group is, is a hot dog a sandwich? It's a, it's a good question. It really is. Um, I'll go ahead and start us off. Um, I'm going to say that it is a sandwich just because you can add to a hot dog things that you can add to a sandwich. So for me, I'm, I'm in the minority in this, but I love to add bacon to my hot dog. Um, bacon with a little bit of cheese and then all the fixings along with it so to me a hot dog is a sandwich so that's that's my take and i'm sticking to it steak sauce mr uh you have a food for a nickname so your uh your take is gold here brother yeah it's what, what's a sandwich man it's something in between bread right yeah so you put yeah, a hot exactly. dog in between a bun it's a sandwich is a quesadilla a pie 
Ooh. That's a good question. It could be. It could be, right? Yeah. Allie, what's your uh what's your hot dog is a sandwich take? I'd say it is a sandwich just for the basic definition that a sandwich is something in between two slices of bread that you could add toppings to. And the best way to eat a hot dog is Carolina style. No questions asked. Nice. What is Carolina style? I don't know what that is. It's uh, coleslaw, uh, mustard, onions, and uh, chili. Like chili? like Or like chili, chili. New Mexico chili. Like chili, chili. without beans. Okay. Miss uh, Miss Felicity, do you uh, do you guys have hot dogs over there across the pond? We do, mate. Um, but they're called Frankfurters. Oh yeah, of so, course. So um, we do have them, and um, I don't, I don't think they're a sandwich, mate. Um, no, I, I just don't. I, maybe I just can't think about it like that. But I think it's not a sandwich. Felicity, the hell is up with beans on toast? um it's quite gross really when you think about it um i don't know we we eat some strange things here but i mean really so do americans when you think about that like you melt cheese on anything over there and americans think it's wonderful that is gonna do it for another edition of steak and drake we appreciate you guys joining us We will talk to you next week. If you guys want to join us here on Steak and Drake, you can DM us at at the Cody Cavalry. Kevin, Steak Sauce, where can we find you at? I am at I am Kevin Eco on Twitter. Or you can always hit us up on at Lauer After Hours. We appreciate you guys joining us. We will talk to you next week. Steak and Drake, baby. Yes, sir. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.